Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Underhood Show. My name is Josh Prophet. I'm the service director here at Mel Hamilton Ford. And alongside me today, I have Scotty German. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's a beautiful morning out there. It is. It's a little it's, cold. Uh, yeah, just, just a little bit different than, uh, than what it has been, for sure. So, hey, uh, everybody, this is a call-in show, 316-462-3673. That's a number to jump on the air here. And uh, let's talk anything automotive. Uh, you know, this is... Uh, we've. Typically, we'll have a kind of a little bit of an agenda that we want to go over or talk about, mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody calls in, and in the ditch we go. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we're but uh, it is it is a call-in show. Anything automotive, anything uh, vehicle related, maintenance related, uh, new vehicle products. You want to talk about the the strike that's going on? Uh, yeah. Anything in automotive news, uh, racing. Uh, by all means, please give us a call three one six four six two three six seven three for each and every. Uh, person that calls in uh, will send you out a package but it's going to consist of the works which is an oil change and tire rotation we use motorcraft oil and filter products here at mel hamilton ford uh, while we're performing that uh, we're going to do a multi-point inspection on your vehicle checking over the brakes tires steering suspension all the safety really made it safety related yeah safety related items uh, on your vehicle just making sure that it's uh, ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving you'll also receive yourself uh, complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer Uh, a $10 to Mel's Diner uh, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner over at Mel's Diner and then a BG products package which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil and then uh, CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that uh, next 5,000 miles of driving. So, hey, uh, we've got a caller already. So Alrighty. I'll get them uh, I'll get them patched through. But, Scotty, I appreciate you uh, joining me today. You bet. Um, Phil, is, uh, Phil is out. Uh, his daughter is getting married today. Holy yeah. smokes. So he is, uh, I think uh, he's been extremely busy with that. Uh, I think that's a, a super exciting time for those guys. And, uh, you know, definitely, I'm sure he's looking forward to that. So still expecting him to call in on the show. Yeah, though, right. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, let's uh, let's go to the phones and talk to Bill. Bill, you're on live with Under the Hood. Good morning. Yeah, I had a uh, question for you. Uh, I was reading the other day. I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, that Ford was going to get out of the e-vehicle business or that something that's just a rumor out there yeah that is uh that is a rumor ford is uh ford is in on ev um you know they've uh they've invested uh billions of dollars to uh build uh battery plants and you know the manufacturing for these vehicles but now they they are in on uh, ev now what i will say is that they it is a separate entity uh, so there's Ford Blue, uh, which is the kind of the traditional uh, ICE vehicle dealerships. Uh, and then there's Ford EV for the EV side of things. And then they have Ford Pro, which is more uh, commercial and fleet, fleet. type uh, business. So they did kind of break mm-hmm. up the, the the business into three sectors, if you will. Uh, but now they are, they are all in on EV. Um, each dealer had to uh, pay a dealership fee basically if they wanted to, to join the EV side of things uh, and it was not cheap uh, by any means and so uh, you know this that's something in the in the coming year uh, so in 2024 I really do think we'll see a lot of ramped up production uh, you know there was 
there was some production in 23. Uh, they made commitments to a lot of the uh, mission states like California, I think Washington, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of other uh, high emission states that they had to produce a certain amount of EVs and send to those states. And so, you know, uh, people like us here in Kansas, we didn't really see a huge number of those EVs just because uh, the damage that was done on production and parts availability and stuff like that limited the number of production, but then they were already committed to deliver a lot of those vehicles to, to the emission States. And so, uh, we didn't really see a, a huge number of them. We have got, uh, you know, some of the product in and just man, the amount of technology and stuff that's, that's in it is, is, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and I really do believe that there is a niche for, uh, some consumers on this EV thing. Uh, the biggest, yeah. the biggest hurdle on the EV, I think for a lot of consumers, at least in our market area is the range anxiety. Yeah. You know, everybody's, um, wondering about, you know, where am I going to get charged? How am I going to, it's not like, uh, there's a fuel station on every corner for them, uh, you know, at this point in time, but you know, you think about it and how much you really do drive a day or how many miles you drive a day and the EV vehicle, mm-hmm can support a lot of people yeah uh, and i think that it'll be something that uh you know at at some point in time i think a lot of people are going to have two vehicles they're going to have uh, yeah. you know just per household uh some one of them's wife's going to drive one husband's going to drive the other yeah. and and just kind of make it work uh but you think about uh think about not having to buy gas again yeah. you know i mean that would be that would be huge for sure so but uh no Bill, I think uh, I really do think that Ford is all in on the on the EV side of things. So I'm not right. sure where you where you got that information, but I it's uh, everything we're seeing. It does not reflect that. As, so as many training, it was, it was it was it was sent to me on, for, through an email, and I was kind of like, yeah, okay. I mean, I can I can believe that you know they're going to keep you know producing the V8 as long as or five O's all they can. But um, well, and that's the uh, like. Yeah, that, that's the other side of things, and the, I think that's the one of Ford's biggest push for EV is because, uh, you know, for uh, that's their number one seller is the F one fifty pickup, mm-hmm. and in order for them to mm-hmm. keep selling those ICE F one fifties, they got to get their uh, emissions ratings down over the whole model lineup, and so for every Mach E that they sell. They get to sell four F one fifties. There you go. You know, and so that's yeah. the that's that's I'm, I know that's kind of the reason is why they're pushing that market so much. Uh, but also, you know, those those EV vehicles, there is a niche for them. There is yeah. there is a need for it for sure. Yeah, uh, there definitely mm-hmm. is, especially especially also Bill with all of the the training and stuff that they send to us as far as the new technology that's coming out or that's coming on these new EV vehicles. It's there's there's tons of it, and and we're. There, there, there's definitely a niche of people here in Kansas that can benefit from it. Even it's not just, it's not just the, you know, the Californias and the East coast and the West coast and all that stuff. There are, there are people that it could benefit. And so they're going to probably try to grab as much of that market as they can. What about, okay. uh, what about you? Is that something you think you would entertain the idea on if you were looking for a new vehicle or what's your opinion? I, I think, uh, I think oh, I'm a stick of gas as long as I can. I mean, I'm, I'm kind, of, you know, kind of a pickup Mustang type of guy. So yeah, 
Yeah, under, uh, understand just, that. Uh, I mean, just uh, you know, I'd rather have you know, uh, we've got you know two ponies in the stable. One's a sixty-five and one's a fourteen uh, Shelby. So just um, kind of you yeah, can't uh, that. There's there's no replacement for the sound of that V8, is there? Mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> and, and so I was said no, especially when you get to go on the cruises with the vocal uh, uh, Mustang Club. You know, it's yeah. kind of fun getting it out there and just let, let it run. So, so I was uh, I, I was talking with somebody about that uh, earlier this week. So it's it's really odd that you know you kind of brought that up, but just thinking of generation. So I have two boys, um, and thinking of things that like I grew up with that they will never have the chance to experience. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking of like a rotary telephone or something or a a phone booth or, you know, uh, uh, early story on was my my uh, youngest son or older son. He was, I don't know, maybe three or four at the time. Uh, He was helping my neighbor uh, clean up some stuff in his yard. And then afterwards, they took it to the uh, the uh, trash or the the dump. And uh, when they were doing that. Um, he had as an old, it was an older Ranger that had manual windows. Oh yeah. And so he got in the truck with them and they were going down to the dump. And my neighbor says, man, I just, uh, I looked over there and he was just focused so much on this, on this door. And I couldn't figure out what he was looking on. I was like, what, what are you, uh, what are you looking at? And he says, what's that? Yeah. And it was a manual window crank, Yeah, you know, and it's just, it's things <laughs> like that. So then yeah, I think, you know, years from now or maybe their sons or, yeah. or uh, daughters you think mm-hmm. they may never hear a v8 motor yeah you know like i don't that's it's crazy exactly. to think that yeah imagine know? phil telling his kids about um, what it was like living with dinosaurs <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> i had I t- i've taken some kids for riding the 65 and they're like where's the ac yeah uh-huh <laughs> yep yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know, AC was 260, so I mean, it was, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, uh, but uh, they 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 get a kick out of riding that old card and going out and looking at, you know, looking at it and and where's the power steering and you know power brakes and so you, you don't have any of that stuff. You didn't need it for a car. So. Yeah, yeah. And what I will say, Bill, you know, there's a just like there's a niche for that old Mustang that you have, yep. there's a niche for this, you know, this new Mach-E model yeah. uh, Mustang. And I will tell you too, that uh, man, going and driving one of these Mach-E's, especially like the GT's, the amount of like instantaneous torque that you get off these electric motors, there's nothing like it. There's no, uh, you know, I've been in, I've been in some pretty high performance stuff, uh, but the instantaneous torque that the electric motors have, just the feeling and it doesn't matter whether you're taking off from a stop or you're doing 20 mile an hour or 40 mile an hour or 60 mile an hour you hit the gas that thing goes yeah and it's it's now there's no delay um and so okay it's uh like i said it's it's definitely interesting and fun and but i i agree with you 100 percent. there's nothing like the sound of a of a finely tuned v8 engine either you know yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, completely on that so well, do you guys have any of the Mach-E's in stock right now? Or? Uh, so we do have some, uh, we do have some uh, Mach-E's up here. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I think there's maybe two or three. Um, I'm not 100% okay. sure how many are up here. Uh, but that is something. Uh, and then I know we have quite a few Lightnings on the way. Yeah. I think we have one used Lightning right at the moment. It's, uh, it's slightly used. Um, 
but I do know that there are some new uh up here. So, yeah. and just, uh, just sitting in a minute, just sitting in the vehicle, uh, looking at the tech stuff like that. It's, it's pretty cool. Okay. I'll get out there sometime and look at them. I, I just really haven't, it's really, like I said, there's nothing like the sound of a good, you know, good sound of a V8 and, and then going to something that makes no noise at all. It's kind of like, uh, okay. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely different. It's definitely something that you have to get used to, uh, you know, uh, very much so, but, yeah. uh, you know, Bill, it's a great, great topic of discussion for sure. And I'm sure, uh, both of those Mustangs that you have in your garage are pretty nice cars as well. So, hey, uh, before yeah. you got on the phone with us, I was going to ask the listeners, and so I'll put you on the spot here a little bit. Uh, so today, uh, <clears throat> Phil's not with us. His daughter's getting married. Um, and so mm -hmm. I was going to ask the listeners, or topic of discussion for the show today was going to be uh, a car. What was the coolest car that you've ever seen or for a special event? So drive away from a Ooh. wedding, something you took to prom, you know, uh, any, any type of special event that you've had and what's the coolest thing that you've ever got to experience or see somebody else do. And maybe you've got a story, maybe uh, you don't, I just kind of threw you on the spot there. <laughs> so, uh, my, 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 my senior prom, I got, to, I, I got, uh, I was kind of the cool kid, the groups I had, I had, uh, the 65 I got was my high school car. Oh, very cool. There you go. Yeah, and it, and it was restored, and then uh, my dad and me took it and restored it back to Concourse. So it's, um, uh, you know, after twenty five, thirty year restoration, uh, it, that was kind of cool. And uh, the, you know, my, my, my school buddies thinks it's, they think it's awesome. I still have my high school car. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's that is awesome. very much, very much so. So, and you still have it now. I still have the car. It don't, it don't get driven very much. It's concourse, but uh -huh. it, it uh, uh, it's been done. We've had a restoration done on now for six years, seven years. Uh, so it was a twenty about thirty year restoration. Yeah, and um, I think I've got thirty one hundred miles on it in seven years. <laughs> That's so, awesome. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> so, That's cool. But and then like the my fourteen it, the, that Shelby, it's only got. Uh, uh, what thirty eight, thirty nine thousand on it? Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so it does a lot of. I don't even drive it. It does definitely yeah. does a lot of sitting there. Yeah. So that's a that's a. Do you? So yeah. Do you, unfortunately, unfortunately, but you know, I, I use them both for show. Well, I was gonna say, do you you go around to car shows and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'm president of South Central Kansas Mustang Club. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah, very cool. The, 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 the Shelby went on a cruise here a couple weeks ago down to, or it was last weekend down to. Uh, the uh, hike uh, motorsports museum in Ames, Ames, Oklahoma. Okay, that's cool. Well, very cool. Which, if you've never been to that museum, you need to go. It's uh, they've got uh, a lot of uh, world championship cars down there, and probably uh, sixty cars they got on display. Um, uh, I want to say probably eighty percent of them were Fords. Yeah, that's cool. Well, very very cool. You got built. So uh, anyway, but I just, I just wanted to check on that on that sure. e, uh, EV. That's just uh, well, I encourage you. Know, you I knew to, there was a, I knew, Yeah, I encourage you to I come out to put a lot of money into development. Yep, yep, for sure. I encourage you to come out and take a look at the the Mach E's and and you know take one for a spin and and see what you think. Okay. 
All right. Sounds good. Perfect. Well, thanks, thanks for the so. thanks for the discussion and have a great rest of your day, Bill. You too. Take care. Bye. Yeah. So that was, uh, we've got another caller, uh, coming through. I'll get them sent through, but <clears throat> that was, uh, so for all the listeners out there, if there's a, a special occasion that you can associate a vehicle with, uh, I want the cool kids story. Yeah. Tell, tell us your cool kids story on okay. what you got to experience or, uh, either you got to perform yourself. So whether it's prom or wedding or a getaway vehicle, or maybe you robbed a bank and had a, had a really yeah. sto- cool story to tell tell about the the day you went to jail (laughs) so uh yeah give us a call 316-462-3673 got another caller coming through so we'll get them patched through and and uh see what's on uh, jason's mind so uh i don't know that's a very good topic of a stuff of discussion there with mm-hmm. bill and and eb and that is something that i really do think that eventually uh, it's just going to grow you know there's going to be more yeah. and more of a niche for it you're as the as the charge charge anxiety kind of falls off i do believe more and more people are going to be uh more open to yeah. uh more open to that uh option yeah for sure technology is going to get better you're, you're going to well the range is going to go up exa- from them exactly. you know the manufacturers so, are going to be able to produce right. better batteries uh form as well yeah and so uh and you know the the typical consumer they don't drive you know but 30 miles a day yeah you know and so you can make a lot of 30 miles trips with a 300 uh Mm -hmm. 300 plus uh range yep uh for sure and then just to be able to uh i I don't know i just think of not going to a gas station again yeah that'd be kind of crazy would definitely be weird so well, anyways, 316-462-3673. That's the number to jump on the air here with us and tell us about your uh, specialty vehicle uh, specialty vehicle um, event. Yeah. So, you know, uh, if you had or special event vehicle, I said that all wrong. There so go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Jason. Jason, good morning. You're on live with Under the Hood. Morning, guys. How are you? Happy Saturday. Saturday. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Yeah. What we- uh, so on your topic this morning, you're talking about, you know, what's the coolest thing you did and, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So back in 89, my uh, dad worked for Schofield Brothers, Pontiac. Okay. okay. And on the last day of school, he said, I want you to take the bus to school and I will pick you up. I said, huh? He said, I don't want you to drive to school. He said, I will pick you up. I was like, okay. So after school, my dad showed up in a brand new top of the line Trans Am, 1989 Trans Am. And he uh, got out. He said, "I'm gonna let you drive it home." And all the kids are just all the kids can't believe it. And I'm like, "Oh man, man, look at Jason. He's got that cool trans am. So it's pretty cool." That's awesome. That's good. That. So what uh, was this your senior year, or what was? It was my senior year in high school. Okay, that's cool. That's awesome. So yeah. <laughs> a part of me thinks, man, that's a, that's a great way to leave. But then the other part of me says, well, you didn't go back to school to hear all the stories the next day that everybody else was telling. <laughs> right. So, right. but yeah, that is a, that is a very cool uh, experience for sure. And so uh, what'd you think of it? Oh my God. He let me take it out and he took me in, you know, like, on a, you know, straight away and stuff and let me, you know, feel the power of it and everything. It's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> and so to this day, you're like, man, I, I want to train Zahem. <laughs> no. No, I'm a Ford guy, so I'll take a Shelby any day. Well, there you yeah, go. Work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that. So what color was it? Black. Black. Yeah. yeah. It was slick. 
Yeah. So did yeah, it have it the like, because, Yeah, did it have the gold wheels? Oh yeah. <laughs> and of course back then, you know, and of course back then Night Rider was on and so you know oh, kid yeah. being the trans yeah, yeah. you know, so they yeah, had there they, you go. They come and picked you up for a mission. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well that is uh that is a very, very cool story. But anyways, I have another question. Okay. You know, when do you guys foresee the interest rates on these cars going down? Because right now the cheapest rate I could find is five point eight percent. And I tell you that honestly, that's a stellar rate. It is absolutely crazy. I know. Um, you know, I it uh, it's something that uh they're trying to in my opinion, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of opinions out there, but I believe they're trying to get the cost of some of this stuff down by slowing down, you know, people buying it, uh, from, from that side. Right. And so I, I, it's, it's absolutely crazy when you go to look at purchase something and so much of your money is going to the interest and not the principal. I mean, when you, when you think uh, of buying something and you know, your the, the interest part of it is, a quarter of what the what the purchase price right. is it hurts you know as a consumer yeah. it's hard to justify that and then my other opinion of that is you have people that you know go ahead and do it out of necessity or don't have any other options and where are they at in three years mm-hmm. in that buying cycle you know now they've got to stay in that item longer whatever it is whether it's a home whether it's a you know whether it's a, a vehicle because they're the value of it is not there you know, uh, because they were paying so much on the interest side of things. And so, um, it's, it's one of those things, uh, I, it's got to, there's what I, what there's got to be some relief coming soon. I would think I would also say from the manufacturer standpoint, uh, so specifically in the automotive industry, uh, and I wish Phil was here to kind of give his opinion on this as well. Yeah. But I think from the manufacturing standpoint in the automotive industry is that it's been, behind production for so long uh that the number of units out there is is so few on the new side of things but that is starting to catch back up and we're actually starting to see some some lot inventory uh you know things aren't moving near as fast one because of the interest rates but then also to just the the demand on the newer product uh you know they're able to produce them more as opposed to what they were years ago. So I think once that kind of catches back up on the automotive uh, industry side of things, I think the manufacturers are going to have to come back, start coming back out with rebates and incentives and, you know, stuff like that. And I think that will kind of help offset that, uh, those interest rates and stuff like that. Now that's on the new side, the use side of things, you know, that's something that the the market itself is going to have to, is going to have to reset on. So, so are you guys selling any of the effects of the strike? Is that affecting you guys at all? Um, so for right now, uh, Ford, on the Ford side of things, the uh, Bronco plant is affected. The Ranger plant is ex- uh, affected. And then uh, the Explorer plant is affected as far as new vehicle production. Uh None of our parts hubs or parts depots or anything like that have been have been affected at this point. Now for Chevrolet and Stellantis, that's a different story. Uh, they're they are uh, not only the manufacturing plants, but they're also striking on the on the hubs. And so, like getting parts to consumers or to dealers uh, from their warehouses is becoming a, a struggle. Yeah. Uh, Ford, I think, has done 
I would say definitely a better job, uh, you know, of keeping those, uh, keeping those items open. We're taking it day by day because that is right. something that could change. Um, but, you know, I do believe that uh, so far, uh, unless it's a, a Bronco or an Explorer or a Ranger, um, it's, it, we really haven't seen too, too much of an effect on this. Uh, and so I, I hope it's something that they can get resolved here pretty soon, just for the simple fact that at the end of the day, my opinion is, I mean, I understand, I understand both sides of this coin and, and what, uh, what is needed to, there needs to be an agreement made, but also at the end of the day, the only person that's truly really getting affected by this is the end consumer. That's it. Yeah. And that's the person yeah. that makes your paycheck, whether you're an assembly worker whether you're Ford Motor Company, whether you're a dealer, whether you're an employee, you know, anywhere in the line of distribution or uh, the chain. And I think that's where I don't honestly, I think that's what people forget is that, you know, instead of what's in it for me, what am I doing to help the end user out? Um, you know, and I, I do get it. People do have to worry about themselves and sure. what, you know, what they make because person that's looking out for number one is number one, Yeah, yeah. but yeah. also at the end of the yeah, day, right. what are you, what are you right. doing it for? You know? Um, and so that's, uh, that's, I guess, kind of the, the stance on the strike, but yeah, at this point we've, I feel like we're, we're moving along fairly well yeah. uh, with it. So. so that's good news guys. I appreciate you taking my call guys. Have a good weekend. Hey, thank you, you. Too, Jason. Thank you very much. And uh, great topics of discussion. Thanks for the call. You bet, man. Bye. So we've got another caller here. We'll get them patched through. But yeah, 316-462-3673. That's the number to jump on the air here and talk with us. And uh, hey, you know, uh, let's talk about a special event that you can associate with a vehicle. So mine. you do you? Yeah, okay. yeah I got well, we'll get to, we, can, we can wait for it. Yeah, him. we'll get Daryl patched through here and uh, visit with him and see what, uh, see what he has to say. So let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Daryl. Daryl, you're on live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Yes, I, I like that question. Uh, I received a flyer from uh, Ford, this uh, Hamilton Ford this week about brake service. Mm -hmm. My question is, several years ago, I got a brake job from another place, and the 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 front tires mm -hmm. had completely dust all over them, and I cleaned it off. In a week or so, they're back again. Now. These pads that you have, they don't, I don't know if these pads were defective or what, but it was a mess for a long time. Your pads aren't like this, are they? Yeah, so there is a, there's a lot of different uh, manufacturers of pads, brake pads out there. And then there's a different material that that pad is made out of. Yep. And essentially, um, you know, when you go back with an OEM quality pad, you're going to get what you had from the factory. Right. When you go aftermarket, it just depends on the pad and what its construction is made of. Uh, you see a lot of dust when, uh, when there's a lot less ceramic in the pad. Um, you see, you know, you see, you do see a lot more wheel dust and stuff like that. Um, on the motorcraft pads, it's been, our experience, there's a break-in period when you put that pad on, and for the first 500,000 miles that there may be uh, uh, 
abnormal amount of dust. I wouldn't say anything high, but just no. just something that you would you would maybe take notice of for the first break-in period. And then after that, uh, you typically wouldn't even notice it. Right. And the majority, at least everything that I know that Motocraft makes is, is going to be semi-metallic, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yep. And and they they make them that, that way because those have specific ratings through Ford for stopping power safety and all those things. And then whenever you get into the alternative pads that are made out of different materials, not only is there an excessive amount of brake dust um, from one or break compound noise. or yeah. brake noise from one compound to another, you also did get different colors of brake dust. So there is actually brake dust that's white, that's harder to see. And then there's also a darker brake dust that's easier to see. So it most likely has got to be a difference in materials that are making that has an excessive amount of brake dust that you may be seeing. So I don't know if that's the case, um, but brake dust is, doesn't seem to come around as a concern for majority of my customers, especially if they're going to back to a factory pad. Um, so that's something that I would like to look at and, and check out. So, and then you yep. brought, yeah. you brought up a great point, Scotty, on the fact that, uh, you know, when you, when you go back with a OEM pad, yeah. like it has to meet certain specific specifications before it can, before it can go on that vehicle. Correct. And it's got to fit one, one make a vehicle. It's yep. got, it's got one job to do when you go out and grab an aftermarket pad, they may alter that pad a little bit one way or the other to make one pad yeah. fit three or four different vehicles. Exactly, so they have yeah. to scare carry less skew numbers. Um, and so it's just not designed specifically for that vehicle. And then it doesn't have to meet the specifications of stopping distance or, you know, uh, any of that stuff. And so, yeah, I can't stress enough, especially when it comes to brakes and how important they are that, that OEM equipment is really the way to go yeah. uh, on that. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, th- that's what I was going to say because the, 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 this uh, brake dust was black. It was a mess for a long time. Yeah. But anyway, my question is, uh, I need a set of brakes. Uh-huh. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't have to go through, through this again. Sure. Sure. Uh, all this breakdown. Okay, that's what I wanted. And to then uh, the other side of that too is when when we do a brake job, it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime pad. Yeah. Uh, at that point, so when when you purchase it once, uh, it is a lifetime lifetime warranty on that brake pad. Uh, so oh, I didn't make, know that. <laughs> yeah, make sure make sure you're aware of that. So, Daryl, do you have any uh, stories of any uh, special events that you can associate with a uh, with a really cool car? Uh, put them on the spot. Yeah, I Wait, did. I put you on the spot. If you don't, it's not not the end of the world, but. Uh, Mm, not really. Okay, that's all gotcha. right. That's okay. You, that's that's you, you. You you mean like a you mean an a, something an accident or well? No, so no, I no. mean uh, I mean what like really a, happened. Yeah. What what kind of car did you go to prom in? Yeah. So like prom or wedding or uh, the driveway car. Yeah. Uh, so to speak. Oh, uh, well, I had a uh, nineteen forty eight Ford. Uh, convertible nice the color was what they called it was ditzler uh fizz red it's a beautiful car that's yeah, awesome. i love that car <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's see 48 what do you know what uh what ford was it a 1948 ford convertible so i was trying to think um that i don't know would that have, no 
Well, very cool. It was red, you said, and it, what, what color was the top? Yeah, uh, white, kind of whitish. Yeah, it had a white rag top. Very cool. Yeah, that uh, that that was uh, that would be very cool. Very good, very good. Well, Daryl, thank you very much for your call and uh, the question on the brakes, and we'll get that uh, package sent out to you. Okay. Thank you very much. Perfect. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, you too. Hey, let's uh, keep the phones ringing. Three one six three zero. Excuse me. Three one six four six two three six seven three. That's the number to jump on the air here with us and uh, tell us about your uh, special event cool car story that you know or you uh, seen somebody else have or do that you thought Some, wow that guy is yeah, cool 1948 that would have had to have been like a super deluxe or something yeah, like that yeah but, so yeah. i was uh the question i was going to say on that is uh and a 48 wouldn't have had it but the fins so, oh yeah yeah, in, yeah. In, in the 50 we started stacking fins and then it was just yeah. uh a uh all the manufacturers competition and who could get the biggest fin uh-huh. in the back of the car. Heck so. yeah. Make them, make them look more like a rocket. Well, Scotty, you got a, so what brought this up is, uh, we were talking, I was talking with Phil earlier, uh, in the week and I was like, you know, about this wedding and mm-hmm. coming up and I was like, well, there's gotta be a getaway car, you know, <laughs> there's gotta be a cool getaway car. 100%. And so, uh, he was, uh, they took the, the GT. I'm sure they did. Yeah. yeah. So the, the blue it's a shelby gt replica so it's a kit car uh blue with white stripes it set, sat out here on the showroom for for a while and um they were uh practicing driving it <laughs> this <laughs> this week or a couple of days this week just to make sure that you know in front of a crowd of people and stuff like that you i, oh, I could understand that completely so scary, you don't, don't want to just but that thing so it's got a 427 bit big block in it and it's got the side pipes and all that stuff yeah. and it just sits there and it sounds so cool. It's a car you want to drive like maybe 10 miles, not a hundred, no. <laughs> yeah. but it is, uh, it is really cool. And I thought, man, that'd be a, that'd be a great, uh, a great getaway car. So oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's the plan there. And then, uh, you know, I think back of just special events and proms and weddings oh, yeah. and stuff like that, of what I've seen over the years. And, and that seems to, seems to always be a place to, sure. to have a, you know, kind of an iconic car and i've seen oh, yeah. horse and buggies i've seen you know at weddings yeah knowing and stuff you like you that. probably oh come on now horse yeah come on now yep. so <laughs> uh-huh but anyways you got a you got a cool uh cool yeah s- dude it was here oh really it was here yeah it was the gt oh yeah that was probably one of the coolest experiences i've had with a car i mean yeah. there was only a certain amount that they made um, the customers who actually end up buying that car have become great customers of mine and friends and stuff like that. But yeah, that the GT was amazing. Yeah. And you, you're talking about the actual Ford GT. Ford GT. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. GT 40. They, uh... Um, and then we had, you know, three other GTs just sitting on the showroom Here with floor. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was that Phillips 66 blue, the race, you know, Ford GT. And it was, it was such a huge event at the time. I didn't really even know how big of an event was it for our dealership because we got to deliver, you know, one of these cars and there was all kinds of rules and regulations of what you had to do when you had this car, you couldn't sell it within a certain amount of time. And they didn't want you to stick, you know, sit it in a garage and wipe it with a diaper. They wanted you yeah. to get out and drive the thing. Yeah. So funny story, the gentleman who had and bought that car that we delivered to, 
he ended up actually selling it whenever his time was up selling it. And he loved that car so much that he bought it back. <laughs> so Had to have it back. So, it back. you know, I think, uh, I think back of vehicles that I've had over the past and stuff like that. As the older I get, you, there seems to be a grace period. It's like, man, that'd, it'd be really cool to have one of those again. But I think uh, also the, the memories that you have of it versus sure. what it would actually be like if you own that vehicle (laughs) are probably two different things. So, uh, I really, uh, I know quite a few people that have their high school cars still and and stuff like that. And I do think that's cool to be able to, to hang on to something like that and either restore it or keep it in as good as mine just weren't that cool. You didn't have any, no, I, I, I mean, I had like a 1998 Ford Ranger stick shift, which I loved that truck. It was like a step side and stuff, but it wasn't like a, I didn't get the sports car. I got the hair. My parents are going to get me something that I can't get too fast of a speeding ticket in and do a lot of damage. (laughs) You don't want to, uh, you don't want your parents to buy your first car because it's the cheapest thing they exactly. could insure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so. There seems to be a commonality between insurance rate and coolness. Yeah, <laughs> as one right. goes up, the other one goes down. And as one goes down, the other one goes up. That's so. right. That's right. Hey, 316-462-3673. That's a number to jump on the air here with us. Uh, let's talk about uh, special events, uh, cars uh, mm-hmm. from that side of things. But then the other side of this, anything automotive, you know, uh, the the other thing that I wanted to talk about is you know today's temperature is definitely different than it has oh, been. Yeah, you know, it was about end. 30, 34 degrees when I uh, 30, 33 degrees when I left the house this morning and was coming in. And so, what are some things that we need to look at and think of as the customers are taking the temperature dial and moving it from the right to the left things. on the heat? There's a lot of things, man. Yeah. Uh, and I'll leave, I'll leave my favorite for last because okay. it's probably one of the easiest things. But um, obviously, you've got your antifreeze slash coolant. That's the same thing. And a lot of people um, that, uh, well, I mean, you need to make sure, obviously, you have good coolant uh, antifreeze going into each season. Um, but it's very, very important to keep that system uh, where it's supposed to be, especially in Kansas, whenever we have fluctuating temperatures that go all the way over 100 and all the way below freezing. That's that's probably one of the main things in Kansas that you want to keep your eyes peeled for and keep that system in good shape. Um, but the big thing I would say that's probably we see it every single year. and We can't tell any, enough people about it enough, but you diesel people have this kind of fuel that you use that gets gelled up when it starts getting cold. And it's very, very easy to keep that from happening. And when it does happen, it is a headache because you're on a tow truck. The truck doesn't move. It gets towed in. It takes a day to fix. It's a big deal. And all it really takes is just something simple to keep that from happening. Yeah. So that that's probably the one that we see that I see the most, or at least I notice the most because it is such an ordeal when it happens well um, and it's so something yeah. that uh it it just leaves you it, you're, yeah you're, you're stuck done. yeah you're stuck and to think uh to think that it could be for prevented over a yeah ten dollar ten dollar bottle. bottle that's it you know uh definitely the other side i think of when i think of that is on those vehicles that are uh, that that do the effect that it has probably long term on mm-hmm. the high pressure fuel system yeah low pressure and high pressure fuel system and those the fuel systems on these trucks i mean they have them so calculated the amount of 
pressure what it doesn't matter whether it's gas or diesel no um uh, you know they're running running very very high pressure they're spraying a very very fine mist just to get the absolute best fuel economy and stuff like that and you know any little bit of debris or or uh, aeration or uh cavitation in the in the fuel like is is going to present problems uh in those equipments and so yeah you know as uh as we talk about uh the cooler weather some of the things that come to my mind uh i think of tires you know okay. always this time of year i think of tires mm-hmm. uh just because knowing the inclement weather that is potentially coming down the road and you know if you if you're riding on something that has three or four thirty seconds of tread yeah. like that's pretty serious oh yeah uh, or could definitely be pretty serious and just uh just to give you the best chance of traction and you know stability and stuff like that um and but the other thing when i think of tires is also air pressures Mm -hmm. you know when the when the temperatures are this cool or take today for example you know you started out at 34 degrees we're gonna end up around 65 maybe 70 uh that 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 pressure fluctuates a lot in those and in your tires in that in that amount of time and so uh you know just overall condition of tires how they're wearing uh you know and then air pressures as well and that's going to have a effect on fuel economy on the vehicle mm-hmm. so definitely tires when you get to this time of year i always think of those and then yep. you know the other thing i think of too is uh it gets uh darker stays darker later mm-hmm. turns darker sooner uh in the day and you know nobody wants to be stranded on the side of the road with a blown out tire at night that's right you know yep. or in the dark that's that's not any fun. That's not any uh, fun by any means. So I do have one other one. Okay. Um, that's probably, and we test it every single time you come into this, to the, uh, the shop, but, and that is the battery overall battery health of mm-hmm. the vehicle. That's something very, very simple. And I'm normally pretty decent about it as well. Whenever we come in, we check the batteries, check the, the lifespan. But the other thing I look at is, um, how old is that battery? You know, yeah. we, it, it'll, it may test, test good at the time that we're doing this, but it's also whenever it's, you know, 70, you know, what do you say? Uh, sun, sunny and 70, sunny and 70, uh, whenever that first huge spike in temperature happens, um, that's a killer of batteries that, that severe change in temperature. So if you have a battery, cause normally batteries anymore last about three years in, in the Midwest. Um, that's just on average, but, um, whenever you have a battery that's three years old and you get that really sharp cold spell, it can take that battery out and then put you <laughs> in a really uncomfortable situation when you're trying to jump start a vehicle when it's freezing cold outside it's just not fun and anymore when we test these batteries it's not the the regular batteries the, the of like the 2017s and older vehicles now we're putting these absorbed glass matte batteries in the vehicle and so we're testing every single time and these absorbed glass matte batteries are are more expensive but any way that we can avoid you from being late to work or being on the side of the road or being you know in your driveway freezing your butt off trying to jump start your car you know that's that's why we do these tests so if you're if if you've heard me say hey your battery tests good right now but we got winter and it's three years old that's what i'm trying to initiate is a don't be in that situation to where you're going to be having to jump start this thing yeah well yeah like you said being out in the cold it stinks man it's not fun so so i uh i gotta apologize here uh we went through a large 
portion of this show here. And didn't and even look I, at I, wasn't the chat. Even, <laughs> I didn't even have the chat tab up. So I completely apologize. My bad. <laughs> Tell you what, fire me. <laughs> so I'll go through there. I'll uh, take your spot. Yeah. <laughs> Got a morning guys from Jason Cox. We'll get caught up here real quick. Uh, we talked so Jason actually called in. We talked about the interest rates and going down. Delbert says good morning guys. Good morning, Delbert. Sorry I missed you uh earlier. Rex says, morning, fellas. Uh, and then he says, uh, my truck battery is on strike this morning. Should have tested it yesterday before the freeze. There you what go. What did I just See? say? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, so Rex, yeah, definitely that, you know, this time of the year, you gotta, you gotta do that, uh, as well. And so yeah. what, uh, what are some of the other things you have on the, on the temperature side of things? Oh, that's it. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you on tires, uh, cooling systems. We got batteries in there. We've got the def system. Uh, I mean, everybody, the, the we can talk about cooling, yeah, cooling systems a little bit. You know, everybody thinks, uh, thinks that, um, <coughs> excuse me, that, uh, freeze point is yeah. what we're worried about on cooling system and it's not it's the no. it's the uh, corrosion or the acidity level of that coolant or ph level is really what we're what we're monitoring but it is a good time because it's on everybody's mind it's a good time yeah. to look at coolant and to see what the what the uh, condition of that is but there's there's hardly ever a, a a coolant out there now that doesn't have a very very long life on the on the freeze point side of it mm-hmm. uh Still, the acidity is the that's what costs the money. That's yeah. what breaks components. So, it is it is very important to to look at that coolant and see uh, see where we're at and and what what it needs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I think of too, and I you know so uh, for me personally, I think of like in my house when I change from the heat to air. Filters. Yeah, yeah, is a cabin air filter. Uh, I always think you know, hey, when we're when we're starting to make that change, let's think of that cabin air filter too. I had a vehicle the other day that I kid you not, their main concern was that whenever they turn their air conditioning or heater on, it doesn't blow anything out. And generally, my mind immediately goes to, okay, it probably has like a blower motor issue or something like that. And the vehicle had never been here before. And so naturally, the first thing we check, we turn it on, we can still hear it. We pull out of a cabin air filter that was so clogged, it had no airflow going through that thing. So we knew immediately that is a simple fix. That is just something that could have been done and and eliminate that whole trip so a couple things to that one we probably should have took a picture of it so we could have showed the show the viewers on the show uh i I need to do a much better job of that i've kind of started in on that and (laughs) and got some really good well you're a busy guy got some really good examples of stuff but uh for the consumers because i just don't think that they understand the day-to-day stuff that that we get into and how maybe extreme sometimes we see things there's you know. not a dull day at the dealership. No, there's not there's not and just when you think uh you could not be uh mythified i guess yeah, you think you've seen it all yeah, and then and, the next and, day it's and something. then you haven't um you know and it's uh when i get into situations like that where uh I, I always have a comparison. I mean, every time I walk through the shop and I'm looking at jobs and what's going on and who's doing what and then why they're doing it, you know, I, 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 I put this business in uh, two different categories, maintenance and repair. Yeah. And I, I really do believe, you know, a good multi-point inspection and a good, uh, a good preventative maintenance side of things has a huge way in on the repair side of things. Mm -hmm. You know, I go back and I I look at so many different repairs that we do that are, you know, are cost insane, insane amounts of money. And then just the, 
the fact that the vehicle may have completely left you stranded somewhere yeah. and then you have a tow bill involved and then it's broke when it decides to be broke and not when you have time or even the money to to maybe make those repairs like it, when it when it doesn't start you don't have an option but to fix it yeah uh but when you think of the preventative maintenance side of things like that that's flexible it's not yeah. something you don't have to do an oil change today yeah but if you keep on putting it off yeah now you're in a repair situation and the vehicle's going to break and you, and you've got to do it when it wants to do it. And right. so I think a maintenance is more of a uh you know people don't want to spend the money right. but they have the option and it's a lot less cheaper to maintain something than it is to repair it. Yeah. Uh and so I I associate so many repairs to man if we just would have done a little bit pre- better preventative maintenance we wouldn't be having this conversation at all yeah my my dad always says be be proactive not reactive and yeah. and and he and he's always told me it's like 70 percent of the things that you're reacting to could probably have been prevented if you were proactive on on trying to eliminate that from being an option and I, mean, I don't know that's just a that's just a number that he throws out there to try to you know <laughs> to, to, to make but, it sound good <laughs> but no but it's 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 100 true you, you have so many things that you can eliminate being an, a severe issue you on a lot of these vehicles just by maintaining them and doing what um, even sometimes the owner's manual doesn't tell you to do in certain situations. You know, for the longest time, we knew that that spark plugs needed to be re- replaced on on the th- uh, 3.5 EcoBoost at 60000 when the owner's manual said 100000 You know, we, we knew that going into it. And that's why if you if you actually listen to us whenever we're saying, hey, this is a good idea right now, or even just thinking about it and looking into those services, you could potentially save yourself a lot of headache. Um, and that's that, overall, that's what we're really trying to do. I mean, we, we love you guys coming in and seeing us, but we don't like you coming in and being in an upset situation. Well, or the other so. thing is, you know, just as much as uh, <laughs> from from the from a consumer, you know, consumer uh, to customer relation, yeah. like I'm here to tell you what your car needs. Exactly, it's not it's yeah. not my fault that it needs that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm here to I'm here to help you. I'm here to give you all the information. Yeah. Good, bad, or any different. You know, and then we can work through whatever that is and customize it to best suit your needs. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I can help you prioritize things and ways to go about it yeah. to whatever desire you want. At the end of the day, I don't as long as the vehicle's safe, I don't care how you maintain your car right, or what yeah. you want to do with it, but I want you to be knowledgeable about it. There you go. Yeah. And I want you to I want you to have uh, education on the decisions that you're making. Right. And why. Um, and there's been been very 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 few times that that you know i've we've really had to completely capture a customer's attention and say hey not only is this unsafe for you but it's unsafe for all the other motorists that are out there with you and in those situations like somebody needs to know yeah you know um as opposed to just mark it on a sheet or document it on a repair order Mm -hmm. and letting the customer go on down the road and not making sure that they truly understand the the uh, risk factor that they're taking right you know and that's where again at the end of the day uh, i'm here to tell you everything your car needs what it needs while it needs it and then we can help make those decisions together but i'm just uh, a resource for you to make 
an educated decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Give you as much information as you could possibly want. Sometimes too much is what Josh did. <laughs> so, well, guys, it's been a been an absolutely great show. Uh, definitely appreciate all the callers uh, calling in and talking about their uh, special events or you didn't their even special. Tell us oh, yours. okay, yeah, okay. Well, so I mean, I've got got a different cu- couple of them. Yeah. Um, one uh, was a wedding that I went to, and a gentleman uh, there. It was their getaway was a. I mean, this Corvette was sweet. <laughs> it was nice. And just uh, got in it and did a massive burnout. <laughs> and I'm um, the whole time, like, and did it like a pro too. Nice. You know, it was, it was nice. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, man, I would want to do that same thing. But my luck, I'd wrap it into a pole or something <laughs> just right there. I mean, there was probably 120 people watching watching this go down and thinking and he just he looks so professional doing it <laughs> and you can know you got to give the guy props as it was his wedding day and yeah. uh, everything everything was going his way that's good and uh you know in my particular situation i just uh i i just can imagine wrapping that car sliding it into a curb or yeah. run, running around a tree or something like that uh, <laughs> and so it was uh it was uh it was very cool it looked very professional uh, I just know I wouldn't have had that luck. So that was uh, that was one thing. If you've uh, never seen me. Josh snowplow our parking lot, <laughs> it is an adventure. So now that you put me in a piece of machinery or something, and I, I've got it. Yeah, you, I, you yeah, did. I've got got confidence. You want me to back a trailer? I don't. I'll do it. You you tell me where you want it, and I'll have it. Uh, I'll have it right there. So, but anyways, hey, uh, we got another caller come in. So let's go to the phone. Let's talk to Jim. Jim, you're li- on live with Under the Hood. Hey, uh, boy, I've been trying to think of what the coolest thing I've done in a car was. and There's just been so many. Uh, my first thought was going to a movie with a, with a date uh, in the rumble seat of an old Model A. Yeah, very uh, cool. I don't believe all those stories you hear about the rumble seats because they're tight. They're <laughs> <perfect there. laughs> you know, where there's a will, there's a way, Jim. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but uh been involved with so many crazy things, but... One thing does pop out. Uh, my dad and I took our uh, 52 Hudson Hornet uh, to Charlotte for a, a NASCAR race. We had, uh, they wanted us in the pre-race parade. It's uh, the car's a tribute car to the 1952 NASCAR champion, uh, Tim Flock. Mm-hmm. And it's all painted and lettered and decaled just, just like his. And uh, they had us lined up in turn four for the... Uh, for the pre-race parade. And then they decided that there was several of us that were staged too far. And you, you only go one direction on racetrack. So instead of have backing us up, we had to go down around. pit road and all the way around. Well, they were setting up the pits uh, for the race later on that day. And uh, dad was driving at that time. He pulled it right into John Andretti's pit and says, all right, boys, Four tires and two full tank of gas. <laughs> they laughed, and we, laughed. we had a great time. That's awesome. That is uh, that is very cool. So yeah, that is an awesome yeah, story. Not too many people will get that kind of an experience. Uh, no, <laughs> no, not not at all. That is uh, that is very very cool. That's an awesome story. So yeah, there's uh, just so many things that you know when you think back over the years uh, that you could relate to a vehicle or having a car oh, yeah. present for, or, you know, stuff like that. So, but that's uh that's an awesome story. And no, uh, I think 
you're probably the only person that got to experience <laughs> yeah. that you and everybody else in that car. And I bet the, the pit well, crew probably still remembers it too. So. Well, as we were, as we were pulling out of the pits, there was a group of people, group of fans walking down pit road and one gal with about five or six guys. And, and, uh, she says, oh, I want to ride in that. And my dad says, well, ditch the guys and get in. And she did. <laughs> and she hopped right in there. That she is, did. It was cool. That's yeah. awesome. That she is, loved it. Yeah. Well, very, very cool. That, thank you very much for the story, Jim, and thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Have See a good you, day. Buddy. Bye. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome story. Absolute <laughs> awesome story. So, Well, hey, guys, uh, we're going to wind down here and uh let's thank the sponsors of the show uh so we've got uh big corner creative for all your marketing and advertising needs uh those guys do a, a phenomenal job over there but any type of vehicle wraps uh, race car wraps uh window tinting yep. uh any type of traditional social media uh that you want to market on web web page designs uh big corner creative as they say just google us uh then we've got go to rent so right here inside of Mel Hamilton Ford, uh, I've got go-to rent over there. He's got a great fleet of vehicles, a lot of 12 and 15 passenger vans. But if you're looking for something bigger, can't believe I've said this, you know, we're already into October, yep. uh, Thanksgiving and Ski Christmas trips coming up, baby. absolutely right around the corner. So if you need a bigger vehicle to go on vacation with, uh, let's get a hold of Stan right here inside of Mel Hamilton Ford at go-to rent and then BG products, all the great preventative maintenance that we have to offer right here inside of Mel Hamilton Ford. Everybody have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next Saturday. 